Brent Bowers started investing in vacant land when he was still active duty in the Army. Now he runs the Land Sharks, where he teaches people how to buy and sell vacant land. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Partner up with Navy Federal Credit Union to pay down credit card debt. You can get a low intro APR on balance transfers with their Platinum Credit Card. It's their lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, today we're talking with Army veteran Brent Bowers from the Land Sharks. And Brent, you were on the show, episode 408. This is episode 472. You were on episode 408 uh, back November 22nd, 2021, uh, a little over a year ago. I don't normally have people back for a second showing, but uh, some awesome things have been going on since then. You've, you've made some great strides in your business, and I actually ended up buying your course and jumping in <laughs> with the Land Shark. So I got a success story I'll share with you, too, uh, when we get to it. But before we get to we talking about all that, take us back. Tell us a little bit about what you did in the Army and what your transition out was like. Yeah, well, thanks for having me back, Joe. Good to see your face. Good to hear your voice again. Um, you got a, amazing what you're doing over here with your podcast. And uh, yeah, as far as what, what did I do in the military, I was enlisted first. I was a signal support specialist. So what does that mean? I was in charge of making sure that the trucks would communicate when they go outside the wire. The computers would all talk, nipper, sipper, centrics, all those those uh, different systems we had only that veterans would would know what I'm even talking about right now. Um, But it was just a always um, it was kind of a high pressure job. I would have Lieutenant colonels and and colonels yelling at me, um, not yelling at me because I was doing a bad job, but hurry up and get this thing to where I can communicate. And then I went uh, to the officer side of things. So I did active duty green to gold, um, did a couple combat deployments, was overseas for seas for a few years and really was kind of slowing down with that, looking to, you know, be more of a family man and ended up getting out in about 2018 timeframe. Awesome. Yep. It's always a bad day when comm sucks. And of course, every, we all know you have to expect that comm's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, then I, I thought I would get out of that support side of things. And I ended up going quartermaster, which is just another support facet. Basically I was in transportation and food and fuel and water, which is as stressful, I think, you know, just as stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody takes you for granted until it's not there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So talk about what your transition was like and where'd this whole vacant land thing come from? Yeah. I'll tell you the transition was amazing um, because I, I started buying and selling vacant land and it really, Joe, it was really out of uh, fear. Um, I, I, I think, I believe there's two motivations for people. There's either fear of pain and away from pain or towards pleasure. I am way more motivated by away from pain. Um, and my pain was, I did not want to lose another wife. I didn't want to go to another, through another divorce. My first wife left me on my second deployment. Um, it's kind of a, country sad song about my life. Um, she took my dog and everything. I didn't, we didn't have kids, but she took the dog. She moved in with another man. And 
you know, as I was going through ROTC to become an officer, I met another lady. We got married, love of my life. I was like, man, this is the woman. We, we, uh, we had a baby very quickly. She moved to Fort Carson, Colorado, and I was training up for combat deployment number three. And I started getting like nervous, started getting scared. Like, oh man, we're going, I'm history is repeating itself. I'm going to lose another wife. Now there's children involved. And I've just got to change the way things are happening because my eight and a half years in the military, I probably only got to see my own personal bed about three and a half of those years. So I started listening to podcasts and searching for answers and what I can do to start making money to build a business that would serve me and my family while I transitioned out of that army. Because the thing about the military is you can excel very, very quickly. You can start making really good money pretty quickly. So I was, you know, eight, eight years of service, O2 officer, and money started increasing. And it was just about to increase one more time when I hit O3. Well, I never made it to O3, but I had to, you know, and here's the thing. Most people, if they make a certain amount of money, they spend a certain amount of money. So our spending usually increases as our income does. Yep. So I needed to make about 4,500 a month and I just started buying land and selling it to people on payments. And I was buying like cheap, like garbage land, not buildable, not accessible. And it, it really lit on fire. I was making almost nine grand a month in nine months and just kept building it and building it. And finally I was like, I'm putting in my refrad packet to get out. That's awesome. Wow. Great, great, uh, Great story. Thanks for very, very familiar in the, in the veteran circles. So uh, no real big surprises there. It's something we can certainly all relate to. And if, if those things haven't happened to us, we know several buddies that those exact same things have happened to. So appreciate you sharing that. Um, so believe it or not, uh, you, know, you were back on the show back in November of 2022, 2021, excuse me. It was November 22nd of 2021. And after that, yeah, you and I talked for a while and a couple weeks later, I ended up, I ended up jumping into your course. I, I, I'm a member of the land sharks and, and I bought, I bought the course. I just make sure everybody knows that I, I didn't get a freebie or anything. I bought the course and I was in your course for a long time. I started doing all the things that you had recommended doing. I was, I was sending out all the flyers. I had the phone number set up. I had the, the software. I was doing research on land. I had a local realtor helping me out doing research with me and everything. And I chased a number of, uh, you know, number of times down, uh, I'd get to the end of looking at a piece of land. Long story short, I never could close a deal and I'd get busy and other things. And, um, you and I talked about this once before in the end, just a couple of months ago. So it took me like a year. I closed my first deal and my first deal was actually 56 vacant lots and I bought them with my self-directed Roth IRA and my self-directed traditional IRA. And the significance of that is if you buy a self-directed IRA allows you to buy, like I could, you can do anything with it for the most part. So I bought land within my IRA. So when I sell these lots, no matter how much money I make, there's no tax implications whatsoever, especially on the Roth ever. And on the traditional, there'll only be a tax implication when I withdraw it later in life. So um, two things, you know, without the land sharks, I never would have done that. And I added a little twist to it there at the end. I was able to use my, uh, self-directed IRA. I use a company called equity trust. 
um, to set up my self-directed IRA. You have to have a third party involved. And so that was my experience with land sharks. Plus, I've met some phenomenal good guys. Uh, the guy who, uh, you know, Drew Haney, uh, fellow Army veteran. Actually, he's actually still in the reserves. Um, you know, without him, I wouldn't have found that deal through a wholesaler. And uh, some plenty of other folks in, in the Land Sharks uh, group that I'm still in the Facebook group, still fairly active. But doing it that way is what worked for me. And it took me a while to figure that out. And so talk a little bit about what your first couple experiences were with land. And maybe let's try to focus it towards uh, veterans and those that are in the military. Why is vacant land a great thing for the military community? Yeah, absolutely. And I applaud you, Joe. That's amazing. You know, it took you a year, but I heard you did about a, a one parcel a week because you bought 56 at one time. <laughs> so that's I never really thought cool. about it that way. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, we had like, I hear that so often. It's like, oh, it took me a lot longer than I planned, but I bought 16 parcels. And that was kind of my story. Um, I bought a couple parcels right off the bat. And, you know, the first one was like $285. It was tax delinquent. The guy was about to lose it. It wasn't accessible. Uh, basically, it wasn't buildable. And I just called the real estate office right down the street. And I'm like, what is this thing worth? And ended up selling it to that realtor. And I think I shared it on that, that first episode where we talked. Um, and then I did a couple more. And then I started kind of like expanding and mailing an entire county. And I didn't get the, I kind of slowed down. I, I wasn't getting the results I expected. And I'm so glad that Andrew had recommended the wholesaler because I did find a land guy getting out of the land business. And he's still selling me land today. I think I've bought almost 20 something parcels from him. And he just charges me what he paid for them because he, uh, He's already been profitable. But as far as what does this mean to a veteran? What does this mean to someone in the military? I was active duty military. I was a, the executive officer for a forward support company um, supporting an infantry battalion. We were training up for a, uh, a nine month deployment to Afghanistan. And basically it was pretty busy. There was always yeah. a field X going on. There was always something to train for. And I pretty much lived in the field almost like two weeks out of the month. So really half the month. And I had to really time block because I mean, Joe, you too, you're a very busy guy. You're a podcaster. You're, you're, you're doing things all the time. You're a businessman. And that's what I had to do when I was in the military working. I mean, 12, 13, sometimes 14 hour days, I would just have to figure out ways of time blocking. So I would send some letters out and then I would go to the field and I wouldn't be able to take the calls so I, I started finding team members to help me to do what I couldn't do. So as far as how, how does this relate to someone in the military, I use my EQRP, or I'm sorry, I use my, um, what do they call it, the military, the thrift savings plan. I was investing in the thrift savings plan, but I did exactly like you did, Joe. I turned it into a self-directed IRA because when I got out of the military, I was not doing a federal job anymore, so I can no longer invest into the, the, the TSP. Yeah. And I bought multiple parcels with that thrift savings plan that comes back in the payments that come back in tax deduct, or I'm not paying taxes because it's a Roth. Yeah. Now I'm not super smart on all that, but you know, there's so many ways the military can do this and I'm not having to drive and go look at these, these properties. I'm sending land specialist realtors out there 
and I'm, there's no maintenance, there's no repairs to be made. It's it's different than owning rental properties. You know, oh, rental yeah. properties, it's just, yeah, it turned into a full-time job. I also was buying rental properties in the military, but I stopped when I found the land. I was like, you know, the land is profitable way faster. You know, I was profitable almost immediately because I would get a down payment large enough sometimes to pay for the purchase price. And then the, the income just kept rolling in. And then each time I sold a parcel, it increased. And then I was, I told you nine grand in nine months. So as far as how this could relate to the military, it's, it's the ultimate side hustle. You know, yeah. it's, it's recession proof too, because I'm only looking at comps, like comparable properties, like, like actual same size, same area that have sold in the last 30 days. So even when the market's going down, like it is right now, we're getting it at an even bigger discount. So there's so many benefits and, and reasons why it worked for me as a military guy and yeah. busy schedule. But and yeah. I hopefully that was some examples. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to finish this uh, discussion when we come back. So hold, hold tight. It's a new year. And for some of us, we may have spent a little too much over the holidays. Navy Federal Credit Union can help you pay down that credit card debt. You could get a low intro APR and balance transfers with their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Navy Federal can even help you get started on your next home improvement project. They offer a home equity line of credit with convenient access to funds when you need them at a variable rate. You can also get a fixed rate equity loan that has set monthly payments for large purchases. Consolidating debt with a home equity loan could also streamline and lower your monthly payments. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Our members are the mission. Navy Federal is federally insured. Equal housing lending. Membership required. Loans subject to approval. Call 1-888-842-6328 for details about credit costs and terms. HELOC APR is low as 6.5% as of November 23rd. Okay, we're back talking with Army veteran Brent Bowers from the Land Sharks. As we said, Brent was on the show a little over a year ago. Um, Brent, so we both kind of told our story and our our success stories in vacant land. Somebody's listening to this show. They might be still in or on their way out. Or they just got out some kind of a transition coming up soon, or they might be in the middle of it. What are some things, what, what kind of advice do you have for them? Like if they really want to check into this land thing, like how can they get some vacant land deals under their belt? How can they do a couple quick deals and make some money and validate this process? What we're talking about. Great question, Joe. I love that question because, you know, maybe people can't relate to you getting 56 land deals at one time or to me making 9,000 a month in nine months. Um, you know, that first month I got out of the military, May 2018, I had a $55,000 a month and the following month was a 78,000. But where did it start? Like, what are some practical steps to take today to start, you know, to make that extra $5,000? on one, one, one actual parcel of land or the extra 400 a month. And that's where I love to start is I, I started pretty much in my own backyard. Um, for some of our, our audience, you might be stationed in Korea or Germany. It still works from overseas. You don't have to be physically local, but I, I recommend if you can start in your own backyards or maybe, maybe you're deployed right now or, or training somewhere in Korea, you can do this virtually as well. And I recommend going to the area where you, you know, grew up. I invest right where I grew up in Florida 
as well as I started in my backyard where I was currently living, uh, I was stationed at Fort Carson, Colorado, and I just started figuring out where the land was selling. You know, that's that's really the best system now. And the course has changed uh, since you came through a couple of years ago, Joe. I, I've completely re-recorded the course on what's working for not just me, but many other of the land sharks community. So the first step is you want to go to Zillow or Redfin. I like those two websites. Some some people might be real licensed real estate agents. If you have access to the MLS, use that. Use what you're familiar with, but maybe you're not familiar with anything. I recommend going to Redfin, redfin.com, R-E-D-F-I-N.com, and going and clicking your area. Basically, let's just say your area is Orlando, Florida. Put in Orlando, Florida, and then I want you to go to the filters tab and hit click on sold, sold, and then scroll down a little bit and hit, click on land. And then you want to see the transactions that have happened in the past 30 days. And then go back to where you put Orlando in and hit the X mark right on Orlando. But what's going to what's going to stay there is that map. And you're really looking for the land that's sold in that area. Well, mm-hmm. maybe there's no land that's sold. We'll zoom out a little bit and kind of pan around. I recommend doing this with a, within about a two and a half hour radius of where you currently live or where you grew up or where, you, where you're familiar with, because that's where you're looking for the land that's in demand. Because if the land's not, if their land is not selling, then it's going to be hard to sell the land. I don't want you to go and get a land at a massive discount and not be able to sell it. So that's the first step. Pick the land that's, that's selling. And then once you see like a little cluster pattern, almost like we're sighting in our weapon system, we want to get it a tight little pattern. I want you to click on each and every single one of those solds and have a spreadsheet out, or you can have just a yellow legal pad, but I, I use a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet, and I have two, I have two call, or no, these are rows, rows go up and down. I have two rows, one that says price, price, P-R-I-C-E, and then the next is square foot or acres. Okay. Rows are right, across, so, columns I'm are sorry. down. Columns, <laughs> columns are horizontal, right? No, horizontal rows, rows, are, rows are horizontal. Columns are very- All right, so Either I way, want you to do idea. two columns. Thank you, golly, <laughs> correct me on that. I'm a terrible officer. I can't even tell you what rows or columns are. Um, all right, so anyhow, price, price, and square foot or acres. So what I'm trying to figure out is we want to know what the land is selling for by the square foot or by the acre. So if you put that price, it sold for 300,000 and it was three acres. Well, you take price divided by acres, it's 100,000 an acre, right? Or maybe it's maybe it's square foot. If you've got a 10,000 square foot parcel and it's sold for $10,000, then it's sold for a dollar a square foot. So you're trying to see what the market is trading for in that area. And once you do that, you know your your, your area. And then I want you to kind of apple to apple comparison in it. So what does that mean? You want to micro it down to, you know, if you're seeing one acre, one acre, one acre, three acre, five acre, one acre, one acre, one acre. All right, let's keep the one acres in its own category and figure out what those are going for. And now you know what a one acre parcel is selling for in that area. So you follow me? Did I, did I lose you or yeah. did I confuse everyone with the columns and the rows? Well, I followed you, but. I've actually, in the Land Sharks group on some of the live Zoom calls, I've actually seen you do this multiple times with some of the students. And if you're like, well, I got this one property. I'm just not really sure what it might be worth. And you're like, give me the address. And you go in. I've seen you do this in Zillow. 
in Redfin, and you and you're like, oh, I think it's probably going to be worth about fifteen grand an acre, and this is almost two acres, so yeah, it's probably worth about thirty grand. And they're like, oh, okay. So I've seen you do it; it's pretty cool. And it's All that right, simple. So yeah. It really is. It really is that simple. And once you once you know what what the land is worth in that area, now the next step is we want to get in touch with landowners. There's a couple ways to do it. You know, you can go for the tax delinquent land. That's a little bit more like a, a few steps to take, a little harder to do it, but it's it's doable. You can call your tax collector or the county treasurer and say, "Hey, do you have any do you have any land that people are not paying their taxes on it?" And they're going to probably send you this crazy list. You're going to have to figure out what parcels are the vacant raw land. And or you can hit the easy button and go to propstream.com and pull a list of landowners in that area that own one acre parcels and start mailing them a letter. I recommend maybe starting with a postcard. It's a little easier. The postcard, I can give it give it out the link, uh, but it's the landsharks.com forward slash postcard. Send a letter to the people that own one acre parcels in this area and start having conversations with them see what they would sell the land for. Hey, what's the least you could would take for it if I were to pay all cash and close quickly? You know that it's selling for, let's just say 100,000 an acre. Well, you need to get it for a little less than 100,000 an acre to make a profit on it. So it's having conversations with these people and getting that land under contract. Where do you find these contracts? You can get them pretty much on any website that you have basically you google your your state land contract it's a free contract you can get that property under contract and what you want to do is you want to get it under contract at a discount so what's the discount if it's selling for a hundred thousand an acre you got to figure your buyer's probably going to want a discount too so maybe get it at seventy thousand an acre and sell it to your buyer for eighty thousand so you can make the difference between eighty and seventy thousand dollars which is ten grand 10 grand on one deal. If it takes you three months to do that, that's not a bad payday. Yeah. Now some people are thinking, okay, but I don't have 80 grand to buy it with. So how yeah. are you going to do that? Great question. So if, if I mailed you Joe and you have one acre parcel of land and, and it's trading for about, you know, a hundred thousand an acre in your area, maybe you're in an expensive area. And I say, Joe, you know, what's the least you can take for it? If I paid all cash and close quickly, I can get this thing closed pretty quick. You know, I'm going to do everything. This is going to be easy. And you say, ah, you know, I want 80,000. And I said, Joe, is that the best you're willing to do? Because look, this is, this is my side hustle. This is how I'm making additional income. You say, all right, you know what? Do it fast. I'll sell it to you for 70 grand. Awesome, Joe. I'm going to send you a purchase agreement. I'm going to go on Google. I'm going to Google my state land contract and I'm going to send it to you. You just got to sign it, and send it back. You sign it and send it back for $70,000. I now have an asset under contract, keyword being under contract at 70 cents on the dollar. I'm going to go and market this thing like crazy. I'm going to put it on Craigslist and Facebook. I'm going to call all the realtors in that area and say, hey, I've got one acre of land for sale for 80 grand. If you notice everything else is selling for a hundred, this one's for 80 grand. Well, do you have any buyers? Can you send me a buyer? Do you, do you know anybody that wants to buy this? Yes, I actually do. Well, we get that property. We get that purchase agreement to the title company. It's basically called an assignment of contract. I am just selling my contract to that buyer. I got it under contract for 70,000. My buyer's buying it for 80,000. I'm making the difference. I never have to pull a penny out of my pocket 
to assign that contract. And there are owners that will do that with you. And I'm glad you asked that because a lot of people ask, why would someone ever sell a piece of land at that big of a discount? And you know, the, the, I don't know why people do things. I stopped asking why, but I've gotten land for free at least 10 times. <laughs> I've gotten land for free multiple times. I actually, someone just wanted a pack of Paps Blue Ribbon PBR for a land deal that I sold for $8,000. Why do people take Rolexes to pawn shops? Why do people sell their mothers and sometimes their wives jewelry? Because it's just speed and convenience. That's it. Because think about this. A lot of people own land that they've never seen. They've been paying back taxes for years or, or they were going to, you know, build on that land in Colorado one day, maybe. And life just kept happening. And eventually they had babies and those babies had babies. Now they're paying for those grandchildren's colleges. And they're like, you know what, honey, let's just sell this land. We're never going to do anything with it. And my letter comes in the mail and now they're motivated. And and you're the guy standing at the door saying, I'll buy it. And a lot of people don't want to mess with realtors. And especially at the lower priced lots and pieces of land, a lot of realtors don't want to mess with that stuff. Like you know, what, what's a realtor's commission on a 70,000 acre parcel? Not a whole lot. Well, when you get down into like the five, 10 and $20,000 parcels, you have a lot of realtors. It's not worth their time. So there's, there's that, there's that unserved niche. It's unserved by, by real estate agents in many ways. Don't get me wrong. There are agents that do get involved in that, but um, in many ways that unserved niche is where you come in because a lot of, a lot of agents don't want to mess with it. Um, and a lot of people buying land don't want to mess with realtors. You never know what, what people's motivations are and that kind of thing. So the point is it works and you've seen it work many, many times. I've, I've seen it just work a few times in my brief experiences with, with vacant land. So, um, I'm coming from, a, am coming from being a house flipper years ago and made money on some, but then lost money on others and probably was lucky to come out even if, you know, after it all said and done. So getting involved in vacant land has been like, so, so stress-free. I mean, no, no toilets to fix. Um, land is not regulated like houses, you know, I mean, there's, there's probably a thousand reasons why vacant land works better for me and a lot of people than uh, flipping houses. Yeah. I can't agree enough with that. Uh, inefficient it's a, we call it an inefficient market because the land under a hundred thousand good luck getting a bank loan on it as yeah. well because well, that's the other thing yeah if it, yeah exactly banks don't want to loan on vacant land yeah and yeah. that's why it works so well the seller financing strategy now have i flipped a lot of it have i assigned my contract on many of them yes but my preferred method is to buy it for 10 or fifteen thousand and sell it for three times more than I paid for it. So if I buy it for 15,000, now I'm gonna sell it for 45,000 on a note, a seller financing deal. Basically I'm being the bank is all I'm being. And I'm getting 12% interest on it. And where am I finding the 15 grand? You know, what if I don't have that money? Well, what if the seller, seller financed it to me for 15,000, you know, at 0% interest. So we call that positive arbitrage. Another way, I just borrowed 40 grand from my mother-in-law because I ran out of money with my self-directed IRA. <laughs> uh, so I borrowed 40 grand from my mother-in-law. I'm paying her 9% interest, so she's pretty happy. And 
The day I purchased the land, we already had our seller lined up for 90,000 at 9% interest. So I'm paying my mother-in-law off in five years and my buyer is paying his loan off in 13 years. Yeah. So my buyer pays 946 a month. My mother-in-law gets about 800 a month. So you, you've had so many deals where you go into it with the intent to buy it first and then sell it as soon as you can. And you already have it sold anyways, before you even go to the table to buy. Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. We were just, we were marketing cause this was a longer deal to close. It took about as long. <laughs> uh, it took almost a year for us to buy this land because it had to go through several legal issues. But that gave us so much time to market and find that buyer. He gave us a down payment almost six months before he even took ownership or bought the land from us. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things about land. I mean, just owning land is kind of a cool feeling. Owning a house is like a nervous feeling for me. Like there, there's just a, <laughs> a thousand things that can go wrong. The land really isn't going to change. Nothing's nothing on the land is going to break, you know, and even, it's such an American the, thing. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk. Go I was ahead, like, even, I if, even, if, even if the land burns down, the land's still there. I mean, maybe your trees burn down. The house burns down, you're done. So it's just, you just can't, it's just so much harder to screw up land. I mean, it's, it's simple, you know, and land of the free is probably what you're about to get to. Yeah. And I, if I can do land, anybody can. I, I screw up columns and rows on an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. So, you know, this is why I chose land. It is simple. Now, it, is it is it hard work? Is it work? Yes, but it's not hard work. Yeah, um, but yeah, time. going back to, you know, freedom, American, like who does not want to own a piece of American land? Absolutely. For a while there, I had some Chinese guys you know, say they would buy everything I had. Now that was in the beginning. I, I I only sold one parcel to those guys. I didn't have a lot of land back then, but I found doctors that just want to every single month, put their money into land. They call it land banking to where they're losing like seven to 9% on inflation. Well, the land, it's almost like a safe haven for their money to sit in yeah. and it's American land. You know, they're not making any more of it. Yeah, it's almost like a hedge against inflation, like like gold or you know silver or whatever. So, um, yeah. Well, hey, uh, believe it or not, we're like almost out of time, man. Um, holy cow, twenty nine minutes. So, hey, talk about the land shark. So, if, if somebody's interested in getting more information, uh, working with you, checking out your course, tell us about that. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, if you head on over to thelandsharks.com, Fill out the application, schedule a call with me and my team. I'd be honored to hold your hand and walk you through the land investing journey and how to build a business for you and your family. That's a business that serves you and your family. But you must mention Joe Crane's name, mention this podcast, because I want to know where you came from. And here's the thing. It's changed my life. It definitely made me a happier person. It allowed me an exit strategy out of the military that I didn't know. Um, that I could even get. And it, and it happened in such a short amount of time. I don't encourage people to get out of the military, but there's other ways to make additional income. You know, this, my wife helped me as a stay at home mom while she was raising our children, while she would sit at home waiting for me, I was always gone. So it's just, it was just an incredible thing for our lives and uh, my family. So appreciate you having me, Joe on a, for a second time. You bet. All right. So what's the best way to contact you? Head on over to thelandsharks.com. And if you just want to reach out to me and ask me a question, I'm on Instagram, Brent L. Bowers. I 
still reply to all messages. Um, I've recently gotten on TikTok and I'm doing a video every day talking about how I'm buying and selling land. And that's Brent L. Bowers one. Awesome. TikTok, huh? Yeah, that? TikToking. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, you got to move with the times, right? That's right. I stay with the times. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Brent, uh, thanks for your sharing your veteran entrepreneurial success story. It's awesome. Uh, never gets old. Love hearing about it. And you know, before I interviewed you last year or almost you know, in back at the end of 2021, you and I did not know each other from Adam. I interviewed him on my podcast and I'm like, ah. This is something that I'm definitely interested in. And then I jumped in, I bought the course and it's been great. And, you know, I've gotten to know each other, um, you know, over the last year or so. And so glad to have you back on and, uh, you know, glad to be working with you. I've learned a lot from you. And I, w I would not have bought those 56 vacant lots in Arkansas uh, had I never bumped into the land sharks in you. So I appreciate that. God bless you, man. I'm so glad. I'm glad to hear that. You bet. All right. Well, well, Brent. We're done. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Adios. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.